Good morning. Welcome to Simply Remarkable. Happy Friday, and we're all excited about this show today. Now, I'm Sue Falcone, your host, founder and CEO of Remarkable, a speakers bureau who created this show. And why did we create it? We wanted you to personally know our talent that we represent and book here at Remarkable as personally as we do. And how better choice to be able to do that by coming in on every Friday morning. Now, and you never know, you just might find the next person that you would like to have at your event, or you know someone that's looking for someone that you might want to refer. And our live action chat is open right now, and we want to hear from you. Let us know where are you coming from. Let us know what any comments or questions you have because we will make sure they get handled for you. Now, our guest today is a 29 Emmy Award winner who produced the longest running, highest rated, and most award winning comedy TV show in the United States. Quite an accomplishment. He's also a certified speaking professional and a member of the prestigious Speaker Hall of Fame. With that background, it's no wonder that he's also a highly sought after keynote speaker on the topics of creativity, innovation, and breakthrough thinking. And he also has a TEDx talk that has over a quarter of a million views. Now, what more do you want today to start off your day? Please welcome Bill Staten. Thank you, Sue. It's so, so nice to be here on Lucky Friday the 13th. I'm very happy to be here. For those of you watching live, Friday the 13th. Exactly. I, I wondered if you would bring that in, you know? I said, <laughs> hey, you've been accepted to come on a Friday the 13th. I love we're gonna it. Make it a, we're going to make it a lucky day. We're going to make it a good day. It's a good way to start the day. It is. Especially for me. I'm in Seattle. It's 7 a.m. my time now. So it's, right. uh, that's what I was going to say. We woke him up early. So thank you for doing that, Bill. We appreciate that so much. That was oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Right. Well, we're just going to get started because this 30 minutes goes like a flash, as you know, Bill, right? Oh, yes. Okay. To start off, tell us, since you're the creativity and innovation expert, Mm -hmm. Why do so many people think that they're not creative? Oh, boy. And isn't that the truth? I mean, haven't you run into that, Sue, where you have people who, you know, they, they just, oh, well, I'm just, I'm not creative. I'm not, I don't have an imagination. You know, we have a marketing department for all that. That's not, that's not my department. I'm, I'm not creative. And I think, I think the reason is that people have a fundamental misunderstanding of what creativity and innovation really are. See, most people think that creativity is this, this lightning bolt that comes down from above, and it only strikes the gifted few, you know, the Elon Musks and the Steve Jobs and the woman who invented Spanx and those kind, you know, those kind of special genius level people. Well, here's the secret, Sue. We're all the gifted few. Everybody watching this, everybody, everybody who who works with you, everybody you work with, we're all the gifted few. We all have the ability to be creative, to be innovative because it's really just about connecting dots. It's about making connections. It's about seeing something and saying, ooh, 
How can this relate to that to help solve a problem? Well, we can all do that because that's really what innovation is. Innovation is, is all, it's all about solving problems, about making things better. And um, we all have access to that. We were born with it free and clear, which is a great thing. So really, really my job, whether I'm on stage doing a keynote or whether I'm working with a, with a, with a corporation or an executive team on innovation skills, really most of my job is to remind them how to be creative or innovative. It's not to teach them how to be creative or innovative. It's to remind them and to show them a few of the things that I learned along the way uh, that can help speed up the process. That's key because that's it. We have it. We just need to be reminded to use it, to bring it forth. And I thought right. about that this morning when I did a post, because tomorrow is National Vision Board Day. Now, Ooh. I started this process a long time ago, and we <laughs> put out our vision board here. Uh, and it doesn't have to be perfect. And that's where I think people think they have to be perfect at everything. Right. And you can't. And that gives that creative edge to show a direction where you're going. And we're creative when I get people to help me create our tagline and all these kind of things. It's all around us if we yeah, yeah. just looked. That's exactly it. It's, it is. It's all around us. One of the things that when I'm um, when I'm speaking to audiences, one of the points I make is that your your next breakthrough idea could be sitting right next to you. You know, it's, you know, it, it could be somebody sitting right next to you has that missing piece to whatever your puzzle is, but you're not going to know it if you ignore them. You're not going to know it if you just put your headphones on or your ear pods in and tune the world out. And I think that makes me sad sometimes seeing that how it seems more and more we are as individuals tuning the world, the world out. Now, look, I've got an iPhone. I rely on it for my business. I have you know, AirPods. You know, I, I do all that also. But if, if you do that too much, then then you're not letting those dots come in. I, I, I call it, it's all about connecting dots. And when if if we isolate ourselves too much, then then we're then we're not we're not being open to the possibilities that are all around us. Just like you said, Sue, the, the creativity is all around us. The amazing ideas, the amazing connections are all around us. We have to we have to be open to them and ideally we have to actually seek them out because that's where the breakthroughs come exactly and i love people and i want to be connected so yes, yes, you do. Cool. but anyone can be that you know it, it, there's no skill to it you, you just have to want to and yeah. so it's it's really amazing how that all works and and i learned so much from all that i represent and bill i have learned so much from you i just want to tell you that right now you have opened a lot of things that i see about like i told him before I do watch that TEDx talk of yours when, oh, when really I nice. think things are at <laughs> maybe a, a <laughs> breakthrough, I need a breakthrough. I can turn on that and understand the process and go back and start again. So thank you for that. I thank you for putting that out there. And oh, you're welcome. That was, that was a lot of fun to do. By the way, Bart, thanks for that comment. Also, it is all about connecting dots and the dots can be anything, ideas, experiences, people, you know, any, anytime you travel, whether it's to another city or to another country, okay, that's that's a, that's experience. That Those are dots that, that you're collecting. Every article you read, 
every podcast you listen to, listening to this podcast, every speaker that you that you hear or see, they're all dots. There's something there if you look for it. There's always something. So here's one thing I would like anybody watching or listening to this to to kind of try and make a habit, make a make it a practice, is um, anytime you're in a situation where you think, oh dear, this is boring. Like, you know, have you ever been in this situation, Sue, where like you go to a doctor's office and the only magazine is a you know 28 year old issue of Life magazine or you know uh, highlights or something like that, and that's all you have in. You read, you read an article because there's nothing else to do, and it's an article that you have absolutely no interest in. Next time that happens to you, I want you to read the article and go like, okay, how can I connect something in this article to something that I'm trying to figure out right now? It could be something in your personal life or your professional life. But just, you know, you know, here's my situation. Here's the challenge, or here's my opportunity. Here's this article. How can I relate something in here to what I'm going through. Because if you ask it that way, you'll always be able to find something. There's always something. It may not be a, an amazing idea, but the point is to get your brain to start seeing connections because the connections are all there. They're all around you. And we can do it anytime we want to. So I would I would challenge those of you watching this and, and listening to this to, to start doing that, to start, start really forcing yourself to see those connections. Because... It does take practice at first because it's something that we're not used to doing. Now, when I was producing my, my TV show, it was a comedy TV show, we had to be creative every week. We had to be innovative every single week on demand, whether we felt like it or not. Most, most people don't have to do it and therefore they don't. And so the brain kind of forgets how. This goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Sue, that it's really just a function of reminding people. So one of the ways to kind of reinvigorate that that muscle um, is to start looking for those connections. Next time you listen to any podcast, next time you read any article or a blog or so, or anything, just ask yourself, how can this relate? How can I relate this to my current situation? Whatever that situation is, personal or professional. And your brain will start making those connections if you ask it to, because your brain will try and answer any question you put to it. So that's another key give it better questions, you'll get better answers. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's great. That's that's a great technique to begin with. And we never know where that creativity lies. You, never know, you never know which dot is going to lead to the breakthrough. That's You're absolutely right, Sue. We just never know. And we say that a lot. I've heard that said a lot. But then do we really pay attention to that? You know, it's right. like, oh. Right. <laughs> Okay, now you said that you can prove to your audiences even before the end of your keynote. Ooh, this is a big promise, Bill. Yeah. That they really are innovative. How do you do that? Well, that's correct. I do prove it to them. Um, and when you started that, I kind of forgot what I what, what I had said. So when you said, "Okay, that's a big promise," I thought, "Oh dear, what?" What did I promise? <laughs> but it's true. And this is one of my favorite things in, in my keynote because I try to, whenever possible, and usually it is possible, make the keynote interactive, make it two ways. Now, sometimes that's not really possible. If I'm speaking to 2,000 or 5,000 people, that may not be possible. Um, but more often than not, it is. And I'll ask them to do 
a quick little fun activity. There's a lot of laughter involved in it because sometimes when you make connections, the connections are weird and crazy and out there and you start laughing. And that's what I try and, and, and build up during these activities. But um, what I ask them to do is, is make connections between things that have no connections whatsoever and to try and be as wild as possible. And I give them, you know, a little bit of time, five, six, seven minutes to do that. And it's, it's amazing. So you just, all of a sudden you start hearing the laughter starting to swell because when you make those connections, again, a lot of times they're absurd because the, the point is no, no self-censoring for, for this, like be, be as out there as you want to be. And so it's a lot of fun, but it shows them like, oh my goodness, we are creative. Like when, when, when we're forced to be, and really what I'm doing is I'm forcing them, I'm giving them an activity. Hey, you've got six or seven minutes to do this. Okay, I guess we better do it. And they start doing it. And you can actually, you hear it with the laughter, but you also see it in their eyes where they start to realize, oh my goodness, we we are pretty darn creative, aren't we? I mean, look at this. Look at what we're coming up with. And it's amazing. I've done these uh, activities hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Every single time I do it, no matter who the audience is, they come up with, obviously they come up with some things that I've heard before because I've done the activity so many times. Every single time though, invariably, they'll come up with at least a few things that I've never heard before. You would you would have thought I would have heard every possible connection, every possible uh, permutation, but people are infinitely creative. Even people who went into that keynote swearing like, well, I'm not one of the creative ones. That's not me. That's the others. It's not me. And then you say, oh my gosh, it, it is me. And then my hope is that they'll, they'll take that realization. They're not going to remember everything I say that that's, you know, that's, I wish they would, but they don't, of course. But the one thing I really want them to take away is just that knowledge that they are creative, not just academically, but that they know in their bones that they are creative. It's a skill they have. It's a gift they have that they can turn on anytime they need to. Wow. Wouldn't you like to be in his audience tomorrow? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. Yes, it is. And let me ask you this. You've been using creativity and creative and innovation in the same interchangeable words. Just like it made me think, you know, when we say we're thankful, well, mm -hmm. that can also mean grateful. Grateful and thankful are interchangeable. Are, is it so that to be innovative, you need to be creative? Or is it so that you have to be innovative to be creative? Are they interchangeable? How do they connect? I want That's, to make sure our audience gets that connection between creativity and innovation. That's that's a really good question and a really good insight, Sue, because they're they're not the same. We do tend to people tend to use them interchangeably. Um, and there's nothing incredibly wrong with that, but they're not the same. Here's here's the way I look at it. Innovation is, I used to say that, in, in fact, I still say, uh, I'm about to say it now. Innovation is turning creativity into money. Here's what I mean by that. Creativity means you can come up with lots of ideas. You know, that's, that's, that's what creativity is. That's only the first step of innovation, though. 
actually it's the second step the first step is defining the problem but that's that we're getting into the weeds now but um once you come up with ideas that's the creativity part but that's not innovation yet because innovation is using creativity to create something new that is of value now of value might mean that it's a product that you can sell it might mean something that saves time or effort but to something that has some inherent value so until you turn that creativity into something of value it's not an innovation yet it's just an idea so kind of the, the three basic steps of innovation are coming up with the ideas i call it lights camera action because lights one because that's my tv and showbiz background lights camera action well lights is the idea part because when you think of ideas you think of light bulbs right so lights that's coming up with the ideas camera is the second part what does the camera do a camera focuses so that second part is the evaluation. Now, you've got all these ideas. Okay, which one or ones, you know, hopefully a very small number, but which one are you going to focus on? You've got all these ideas, but they're not all great. And, and they're not supposed to be at this point. When, when you're just coming up with all the lights, with all the ideas, you just want to come up with a bunch of ideas. But then you have to evaluate and figure out, okay, which one or ones are we going to focus on? Are we going to actually put time, effort, and resources into developing? And then action, lights, camera, action. Well, action is the implementation part. Okay, now you actually have to do something with it. You figured out, okay, here's all the ideas. Here's the one that I'm going to focus on. I or we as a team are going to focus on. Now we need to put it into action. We need to roll it out. We need to do a test version, a version 1.0. We need to, uh, you know, whatever. You know, we need to publish the the article we need to make the podcast we need to uh develop a prototype of the product we need to test do a test run of the new service we need to put it out there into the universe whatever that universe is for you in some way that somebody can find it and and get some value out of it so i hope that makes sense that's what i mean when i say that innovation is uh is is turning creativity into money and by money i just mean something of value so that's the difference. Creativity is a crucial, vital part of innovation, but it's not the whole package. Does that make sense? Exactly. Because then it takes those connecting dots to make that creativity happen. Because I exactly. know a lot of creative people that don't do anything with their creative ideas. Yes. How many times have you, has this ever happened to you, Sue? I know it's happened to me. And it's probably happened to a lot of you out there watching this and listening to this. You see some great idea or you read something and you're like, well, I thought of that. Yeah. But thinking, I actually, I, I wrote an article once called Creativity is Worthless, which sounds weird coming from a creativity guy. But creativity in and of itself is worthless. Innovation is priceless. Innovation is applied creativity coming up with ideas is easy and I, I can i can show anybody how to do that that's part of what i do in my keynote because that is an important skill coming up with ideas and there are there are tricks of the trade that i learned during my 15 years producing a comedy tv show there are ways to do that and though and and i show some of those during my keynote and i show more when i'm working more in depth uh with, with clients in a more consultative type way um but um just coming up with the ideas is is worthless. You've got a bunch of ideas, but boy, you start turning them into something 
uh, into into something that's, that's more innovative, now it's priceless. Now you go from worthless to priceless. Because yeah, we all we all have ideas, and then we see somebody else actually execute them, actually implement those ideas, and we go, oh, you know, I hadn't, you know, I came up with the iPhone way before Steve Jobs did. Yeah, but you didn't make it, did you? I came up with that movie idea well before Steven Spielberg did. Yeah, but you didn't make it, did you? Now there may be all kinds of reasons why you didn't, but the fact is, you know, they made the product, they put out the service, they published the book, they did all those things, and you didn't. Because Sue, you know this, boy, do you ever know this? The, the universe rewards action. Now, the action has to have something to start on, which is the idea. So you have to be able to come up with the ideas. That's crucial. But look at what you are doing every single day with Remarkable, a speakers bureau. You're coming up with ideas, but then you're implementing them. You're trying them out. Some of them work. Some of them don't work. That's the nature of the business. That's the nature of any business, you know, but you, you are taking action every single day. And too many of us don't, you know, too many of us are, are afraid to take action because, Oh, what if it, what if it doesn't work? Or what, what if I publish this blog and people think it's, it's silly, uh, what if I try and make an, you know, an online course and nobody signs up for it? You know, what if I do this and it doesn't work? Well, then it didn't work. Now you know something. You, okay, well, it didn't work. Okay. Mope around a bit if you want to, but then go like, okay, why didn't it work? What parts did work? What do I need to learn that I didn't learn? How can I make it better next time? How can I fix it and take action? But until you put something out there, um, you're not going to be able to get that feedback from, again, the universe, whatever that universe is to you. You're not going to be able to get that feedback and be able to make it better. Here's the thing that, and I'm telling myself this as I'm telling it to you, when you put something out into the world, it's only version 1.0. It doesn't have to be the finished thing. If we... If we look back on the work that we were doing five years ago and aren't just a little bit embarrassed by it, then we're not growing fast enough. In fact, I would say if we look back at the work we're doing one year ago, in that I'm um, I speak to a lot of National Speakers Association chapters. In fact, uh, just next week I'm going to Minneapolis to speak to their chapter. One of the things I tell them is that as as professional speakers, we should be improving at such a rate that yesterday's audience is cheated by today's performance. In other words, it's it's never, because today's audience doesn't care how good you were yesterday. Today's, audi today's audience doesn't care about yesterday's standing ovation. Right. And I'm speaking as a, as, as a speaker and, you know, in, in the keynote business, but that's true in your businesses, business as well. You know, yes, a track record means something at first. Jerry Seinfeld once said when he was developing a new act after he was already world famous, after his TV show had already come and gone, he was developing a new act. And uh, another comedian asked him, uh, he said, well, yeah, but, you know, it's got to be easier for you to go out there in front of an audience and test material because you're Jerry Seinfeld. And Jerry Seinfeld says, you know, you know what that does? You know what being Jerry Seinfeld does? That buys me the first five minutes. After that, I've got to deliver. So your track record buys you the first five minutes, you know, metaphorically, whatever that five minutes is for you. But after that, it's what are you doing today? How good are you today? doesn't matter how good you were yesterday. That, that gets you in the door. 
I mean, the fact that I've got 29 Emmys and I'm in the Speaker Hall of Fame, that gets me in the door. That gets me booked. And I'm happy about all that. And, you know, they don't just give those away. You know, you earn them. But still, I've got to be better today than I was yesterday if I want to stay in this business and if I want to keep making a difference with my audiences, with my clients, with myself. You've got to keep keep improving. And that comes from taking action. and learning from what goes right and learning from what doesn't go right. And again, you're an ideal model of this, Sue, because I see you doing it every single day. Wow. <laughs> Great guest to have, right, guys? <laughs> I took the right one today. Whoa, I, I'm ready. But I also know you just gave the greatest thing that I've been teaching and preaching probably all my life is, yes, you have to have achievements and all like that. But you also have to be updating everything on a current basis because yeah. today's audiences and today's people that hire you as a speaker and use me to do that, they're looking for what you're doing now, yes. not what you did 10 years ago. But you're right that what you did 10 years ago gets them to even thinking about you. And that's, so that's right. That's the key to keep updating. So that's the innovation and creativity yeah. of you understanding that and being willing to share that with others, because yeah. that is key. That is totally what you just said. We got to quote it and we need to put it all over <laughs> you know, our, 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 our minds, because that is so key. That is what what we're working at and what everybody should be doing. Not just right. in our speaker industry, but what everybody, you know, we all had to pivot somehow, right? Exactly. If, if the last two, two and a half years have taught us anything, it's that things change and your clients, your clients, Sue, my clients, your clients out there, whatever business you're in, they have new and different challenges now because the world has changed. Now, maybe not every element has changed for every single industry, but the world has changed your clients have new problems. Their clients have new problems. So we need to come up with new solutions. And that doesn't mean that there aren't some universal truths uh, that that we that, that are still completely valid, but the application of those truths might be a little bit different. The stories, the way we apply those might be a little bit different. So if we're doing exactly what we were doing two years ago, three years ago, you know, pre-pandemic, well, it's a different world now. People have different challenges. The workplace is completely different. So how are we addressing those, those challenges? And that's uh, my guess is that every speaker who you represent, Sue, and you represent the cream of the crop, they're all thinking about that. Like, okay, what, what, do, my, what do my audiences need now? What do my clients need now? Now, some of what they need is what they needed before, because, again, there are some universals that people need to know, like people need to know that they are creative and innovative and why that's important. That doesn't change. But what you do with it changes. So, yeah, so what's key. what is it they need now? Right. So key. And you know what? Time flies and you don't even know it. I have one closing question for you. All right. For maybe because you don't know about this one, but I want to know. What are you, you've given us so much, and we certainly will have you back. But oh, that's nice. in closing, what are you going to do today 
to be remarkable. You know, and I, uh, one thing that I'm doing today is in about an hour from now, I've got a call with my own coach um, because it's all about continuous improvement. You know, you can't rest. Again, I've got the Emmys. I'm in the Hall of Fame. Super duper. That's great. But in order to properly serve my clients, I need to keep improving myself as well. So, yeah, I've got I've got a call with my coach in about an hour or so. And I'm I'm looking forward to that. How can I be even just one percent better than I was yesterday? Well, if you can keep doing that, then over time, math things happen and you get even better. I don't, you know, that's 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 not my that's not my strong suit. But um, yeah, because it's all about continuous improvement. So that's that's what I'm doing. Because the better I am, the better I can be for my clients and for my audiences. That is so key. I met with mine yesterday. And excellent. Um, what do you do? I said, look, you know, I, I have to, you know, keep being reminded and keep being focused on improvement. And yeah. that that's that helps us. So that is a key thing that that's how you say remarkable. Exactly to do that, that we all can do that. And to our audience out there, sometimes you're quiet, sometimes you make comments, and that's great. We just love you because we hear later that you were there. So we know that. But what are you going to, my challenge to our audience today is what are you going to do today to be remarkable? And we'd love to hear it in the chat or we'd love to hear it later on because this keeps us all going for you to understand, hey, you are remarkable. You can be, you can live it, but what are you going to do? Again, it's action in it, Bill, that we absolutely we do that. So this is why that we, we part of why we have this show because we want to help you right here, uh, be able to be on that continuous creativity and innovation uh, plan that that works, that works. So Bill, thank you so much for coming today. Oh, thank you, Joe. This, this was, uh, thanks. So much. it was worth getting people, up early for this. Yes, it was worth it, it certainly was. And even in our process of how we do this show, you know, when we created, I have Lisa who is on the backside of this as our director, and she created this. I didn't create it because I didn't even know how to start. But guess what, Bill? We get three separate audiences out of this one 30-minute live interview. We certainly have our live audience. Then later on today, it will be rebroadcast. It will be permanently on our YouTube channel so you can see it. Then next week, it will come out as a podcast. So that's, that's creating and that's innovating. Because as far as we can tell, there's not many, there's not any out there doing it that will create three <laughs> different ways and we market all three. That's so great. that is, you know, a may, uh, to me, Lisa, you just have uh, all the Emmys there. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not giving her mine, but she, she deserves some of her own. Lisa rocks. Yes, she does. She definitely does. So thank you so much for that. Now, we hope that you will join us next Friday, same time. Remember, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're on YouTube. All at the same time live. I love it. I love it. And so who we will have next week, you won't want to miss this, on January 20th, we will have the remarkable, international, inspiring keynote speaker. He's a best-selling New York Times author. He's an Emmy Award winner and executive producer for the Hallmark Channel and Netflix and known as the Godwinks guy, 
the amazing Squire Rushnell. Now, you will not want to miss him because uh, he's going to tell us what new things he has coming up too. So we're, we're all excited about that. And be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you won't miss an episode of all of our shows. They're parked there. And just in case you forget anything that Bill has shared today, you'll be able to go back and review that again. And everything works out here. We're, we're still, uh, all of us are a work in progress, are we not? That's and correct. Thank you so much, Bill, for showing Thanks, us Bill. how that we can be creative and innovative and bring out the best in all of us. Have a remarkable weekend, everybody, and I'll see you next Friday. Bye. Bye-bye.